Hello and welcome to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors and the struggles that they're having right now. No Steph Curry, no Draymond Green, you know, DeMarcus Cousins has been out for the year so far, but I'm going to talk about what this means for Kevin Durant, talk about the Lakers and their big night, uh, LeBron scoring 51 points against the uh, Miami Heat. And what it means to the Lakers moving forward in the West. And then I'm going to break down the Western Conference picture as of right now. What the standings are looking like and what I'm expecting to kind of happen. Then I'm going to talk about the Eastern Conference a little bit. The Raptors and the Celtics. Their big game they had. How Jimmy's fitting in with Philadelphia right now. And finally, talking about the Orlando Magic. Are they a, are they a legitimate playoff team? and what to expect from some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference. So let's get right into it. Starting off with the Golden State Warriors, obviously everyone has heard now about the stories that have come out. Kevin Durant and Draymond Green get into it. You know, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant wants the ball. Draymond Green dribbles the ball up the floor. They get into a big fight. Draymond Green's saying, we can win without you. We can win without you. We don't need you. Kevin Durant's saying that, he wants out. And, you know, it's it's a tough situation. Obviously, Kevin Durant has won the last two finals MVPs for the Golden State Warriors. And without him, I don't think they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers either year. Uh, with just the way that LeBron was playing in the finals, the way he was balling, I don't think there's a chance that Golden State could have won those, those seasons against my, uh, Cleveland. So, obviously, you know, Durant is the one that they need. He's the one that puts them over the top. But this just goes to prove even further that this is Steph's team, not Durant's team. They lost the last, lost the last three games. Steph comes out completely firing on all cylinders to start the year. He's playing like the best player in basketball, like the MVP. And this just helps his MVP case a little bit more. You know, he's a top three MVP candidate. Right now I have LeBron at number one, Giannis at number two, and then Steph at number three. And this just kind of proves how important that Steph is to this team and that this team really is Steph's team. They're now 12-6. and six. They're second place in the Western Conference to the Portland Trailblazers. They just have not been playing good basketball. And obviously this kind of stuff happens. It's not really much of a concern. You know, Golden State's more than likely going to win the championship unless something happens. I can't really see anything happening unless, you know, a LeBron goes absolutely nuts in a playoff series against them. Or if Toronto can just outmatch them with their with their depth and their length. Uh, and Kawhi can be the best player on the floor. But still, they're, they're the heavy, heavy favorites. So, you know, in a couple of months, this is probably all going to be under the table. But for right now, it's something fun to talk about. Because they are struggling right now. And the thing is with them, bringing in guys like Durant and bringing in guys like DeMarcus Cousins, they are sacrificing their depth quite a bit. This bench is not very good. Uh, you know, they have some nice young pieces. Guys like Damian Jones and um, Kevon Looney. Direct Bow's a, a nice piece coming off your bench. Sean Livingston's clearly lost a step. He's not playing the basketball that he used to be playing. Uh, Quinn Cook can step in for Steph Curry and hit shots, but he's not really a guy you can rely on too much. And, you know, Durant Durant has been playing good, but he needs to be leading this team. It it doesn't look good on him that they're losing without Steph Curry. 
it kind of just goes to show that this is really is Steph Curry's team. You know, Durant's still still playing really good basketball, but he's not willing his team to victory. And I know there's no Steph, no Draymond, no DeMarcus. You still have Klay Thompson. You should still, you're the second best player in the NBA. You should still be winning games against the San Antonio Spurs. These are just games you have to win. And I know there's no Steph Curry, but I'm not giving Durant a pass at all. He's got to be playing better. I think he's definitely gone by the end of the season. I just, I don't see that there's a way that Kevin Durant will be back in Golden State next year. And... You know, in a couple months, this is all going to be water under the bridge. They're going to be fine. But for right now, they definitely are struggling, and they need to figure some things out. Kevin Durant's got to start taking control of this this game and start winning some games for this basketball team that desperately needs some wins. I talk about LeBron last night, obviously scoring 51 points. You know, it's saying that Lance Stevenson dared him not to shoot. <laughs> dared him that he wouldn't hit that three-point shot. He hit a deep three. And the shots he was hitting last night were just silly. You know, he was just hitting 32-foot shots. Deep, deep threes. You know, he was 6 for 8 from the three. He was just absolutely bawling. The shots he was hitting, he's unguardable when he hits those threes. There's just nothing you can do. And which is why I do, like, give the Lakers a little bit of a chance against the Warriors. Is because if LeBron can play like that, I just don't... There's just nothing that anyone can do. He's still by far the best basketball player, in my opinion, in the NBA you know, everyone talks about how great of a scorer Kevin Durant is. LeBron James is leading the league in scoring. He's playing sensational basketball. And that's why when people were saying they were a little worried when the season started off, I was not worried at all about this Lakers team. I still think they'll be in the conference finals going up against the Golden State Warriors. They can push that series. I just I don't like any of these Western teams going up against LeBron. You know, a la Trail of Blazers, a Nuggets, a Thunder. A Rockets. LeBron's just going to have his way with these teams. There's nothing that they're going to be able to do to stop him, which is why I like them to be in the in the finals against uh, the conference finals against the Warriors. And their role players have been playing really well. You know, you get 48 minutes combined out of JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler. They both rebound the ball. They're not going to small ball. We saw what happened with Kuzma when he, they tried to play him at the five. That did not work. Now they're going with Tyson Chandler and JaVale McGee. They have a very nice bench. KCP's been playing really well. He was he was struggling at the start of the season. A lot of people were talking about trading him. He's been playing very well for this team. And they're not done making moves. I think they will add a couple more pieces. You know, we'll have to see maybe a Bradley Beal. I like the fit of a Bradley Beal on the Lakers with LeBron James. Who knows what's going to happen with Anthony Davis, whether it be this year or next year. But they're going to make some moves. And this team, they're in the seventh place. You know, they've, uh, their last 10 games, they're 7-3. and three. They're definitely on the rise. And some of these, these Western Conference teams are falling down a little bit. You know, I know Portland jumped into the number one spot. But they've, they lost to the Lakers and the Wolves before beating the, the helpless Washington Wizards. So this is going to be a fun Western Conference race. You know, right now, the Grizzlies and the Clippers are both at 10-5. and five. Same with the Thunder. The Thunder have been playing excellent basketball, and Paul George has been the main reason. Uh, you know, you can make an argument that Paul George is the best player on this team over Russell Westbrook. Not talent-wise, but definitely their most valuable player on this team. He's been sensational. This team defends very hard, 
And they're going to be a team that's going to be there in the end just because of the way they defend. They're very physical. And if they can knock down shots, you know, on Russell Westbrook when he comes back, if he can be more of a distributor and not take a bunch of threes and a bunch of bad shots, this team could be very dangerous moving forward. Steven Adams is a very good player. You know, they now have Nerlens Noel, who's a great rim protector. Jeremy Grant's a great rim protector. Paul George can defend. You know, Terrence Ferguson... In his second year, he's been playing pretty nice. He's been hitting some shots. And, you know, I've said this earlier, but when Terrence Ferguson is hitting shots, you don't need to go to an Alex Abrinas as much because Alex Abrinas doesn't really fit in with this team. He's just a guy that they need out there because he can shoot the three ball. But now they, they have a Terrence Ferguson who they can rely on a little bit more. And Dennis Schroeder's been playing sensational as well. This Thunder team is very good. You know, the Clippers... Just a bunch of good players. Doc Rivers is my coach of the year right now. Has his team playing extremely hard. They have an excellent bench. The best bench in the NBA. Montrez Harrell. He's one of my front runners for, uh, you know, sixth man of the year. Lou Williams has been playing sensational. Everyone they plug in is just good. They have an excellent defensive lineup. Gortat, a nice veteran. And then two stars in Tobias Harris and Danilo Gallinari, and Tobias Harris is playing like a borderline all-star this year. So this Clippers team, I do think they are going to make the playoffs, actually. I think they're, they'll drop a little bit back down to earth, but I, I do have them as a playoff team, and they're going to kick out a team like a San Antonio Spurs, a Pelicans, or even a Utah Jazz. So this team is going to be fun to watch moving forward to see to see how they can kind of compete moving forward. Hopefully no injuries happen with them. You know, Danilo Gallinari, he's had trouble with troubles with injury in the past. So all the best for this team moving forward, because they are a lot of fun to watch. And same with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they're 10-5 and five now, and they've been playing some really good basketball. They've collected some good wins. Mike Conley, the most underrated point guard maybe ever in the history of the NBA. This guy, year in and year out, just keeps this team relevant and they've got some nice some nice pieces this year uh, as opposed to last year. Jaron Jackson Jr., the rookie out of Michigan State, I really liked him coming in. He's been having a sensational year. You know, he's a top five rookie of the year candidate. They, they bring in Garrett Temple. He's been playing really well. Kyle Anderson, he's been playing well. They have some nice role guys around Gasol and, and Conley. You know, Gasol's definitely not who he was, but he's still playing good basketball. Mike Conley's playing some excellent basketball. This team competes night in and night out. They're still gonna they still have that grit and grind feel to them from the grit and grind era. They're ten and five. I'm not too sure if this team is gonna be a playoff team. You know, and a lot of that comes down to the fact that Gasol Conley have have struggled in the past staying healthy. And I think I think some of these Western Conference teams are gonna kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Because this Western Conference is completely loaded. And, you know, a team like the Rockets, who are now in the 10th spot, they're, they've won the last 7 of their last 10 games, and they're really coming. So hopefully the Grizzlies can kind of maintain this and get into the playoffs. That would be a nice story, but I'm not really betting on it. Then I want to talk about two other teams right now, a team that's kind of doing really well and a team that's starting to struggle. The uh, Houston Rockets are on the rise. And they're kind of coming off of that lull. You know, they had that hangover of almost beating the Warriors and probably winning the championship. Now they kind of come back down to earth this year. Melo obviously didn't work. They're shipping him out the door. Uh, Trevor Ariza gone. You know, I said James Ennis was the X factor for this team. 
He has to do what Ariza does, and he's been doing that pretty well as of late. You know, they do have a very nice starting lineup with Capella, with Ennis, with Paul, with Harden, and uh, P.J. Tucker. Not a great bench, but they're now finding minutes for guys like Gary, Gary Clark and Isaiah Hartenstein. You get an Eric Gordon back. These they're not very deep, but they have a nice a nice unit, a very good starting lineup. And this is a team that's going to climb up in the rankings. I expect the Rockets and the Lakers to be two teams that kind of climb into maybe the fifth, fourth, fifth reason region within the next you know week or two. So this Rockets team is definitely you know a lot of people thought they were the second. I I, I thought they were the second best team coming in to the Western Conference this year. In the play, I thought they'd have the second best record in the regular season. Uh, so you know, this is going to be a team that's going to start to climb, and it's going to be fun to see what they can accomplish this year as well. And then the San Antonio Spurs. I know a lot of people were high on them coming into this season, saying that they could be a three seed. Understandably so. You bring in Demar Derozan to a team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year at all. You have Lamarcus Aldridge back. You have Greg Popovich. You have some nice pieces around them, but I just they're. I don't really believe in this team too much, and I can even see them not making the playoffs. Obviously, having DeJounte Murray out really hurts them. They don't really have a point guard. It'd be interesting to see if they try to make a move for a point guard. Because right now, they're playing Bryn Forbes at the point guard. DeRozan was playing sensational to start the season. He's kind of cooled off just a little bit. LaMarcus hasn't been playing that great. You know, this team isn't a great defensive team if you just look around the court. They don't have a lot of guys that can really defend. They don't really have a lot of rim protection. And, in, you know, in their starting lineup, uh, it's it's a lot of mid-range, you know, with Rudy Gay, DeRozan, LaMarcus. Obviously, they do have Bryn Forbes. But this team, I, I, I wasn't too high on them coming into this season. Uh, I, I had them as my seventh um, ranked team in the Western Conference. thought they would finish seventh and lose in the first round. And, you know, they might not even make the playoffs. I do really like the Spurs, obviously. I like DeRozan, and I like what Pop does. But this team is definitely struggling a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep it going moving forward. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, uh, which isn't really going to cut it in the Western Conference this year. So hopefully they can get themselves back on track. So that's it for the Western Conference. Uh, those are the teams I kind of wanted to talk about. It's going to be a dogfight in the Western Conference. I think you're going to see a lot of shift, a lot of shifting, a lot of moving within the next month or two. Uh, and some of these teams that are kind of high, I think, are going to drop a little bit. Some of the teams that are low, I think, are going to going to increase increase themselves in the standings. So that's the Western Conference breakdown right there. Let's move to the Eastern Conference. That you know, big game Toronto and Boston that went to overtime. Boston pulls it out. Kyrie Irving was an absolute stud. You know, he's proving, because a lot of people said that Boston might try to move on without him. Boston needs this man. He's their best player by far. It's not close. You know, um, he is, he's the engine of this team. He's been, he's been balling for this squad. But this Celtic squad, they get a big win over the Raptors. They haven't looked that impressive, though. They're only 9-7. and seven. You know, they lose to the Utah Jazz at home after beating the Toronto Raptors. Um... You know, they're 5-5 five and five in their last five, last 10 games. Not that impressive. Obviously, they're still working through things, and Brad Stevens has a lot of work to do with this young squad. But, you know, there are some holes. Gordon Hayward's starting to come back a little bit. He's playing better. He's now off his minutes restriction. 
But their bench hasn't been sensational. Obviously, Rozier's been struggling a bit. Marcus Smart does what he does. Marcus Morris has been really good. Baines has been good. But other than that, they don't really have any other depth. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward's been struggling. Jalen Brown hasn't been great this year. You know, a lot of people were talking about how the Celtics might have five All-Stars this season. Uh, I think right now they only have one in Kyrie. Horford's been struggling. I don't. If I think if the All-Stars were picked today, I think the Celtics would only have one. And obviously they're all adjusting to each other. And you got to expect the Celtics team to be there in the end. They're just too talented not to be. And Stevens is too good of a coach not to be. But I do think they are putting themselves in a bit of a hole. Because I think it's going to be a race to the one seed in this Eastern Conference. I think whoever makes it to the finals this year... It's going to come from from the one seed. I just, you know, Toronto, if they're at home, I think they're going to be very tough to beat in a seven-game series at home. Same with Boston, same with Milwaukee, or even Philadelphia. So I think it's going to come down to whoever has the one seed is going to win the Eastern Conference. And then talking about the Sixers, they get Jimmy Butler. Uh, You know, hasn't been great. They've got a couple wins. He hits that nice game winner against the Hornets. Kemba Walker puts up 60 um, but they're still struggling a bit, you know, they don't have a lot of depth still, that's still an issue, still not a lot of three-point shooting, that's another issue, they do bring in J.J. Redick to their starting lineup, they have the makings of a very good defensive team, however, Joel Embiid's a top five MVP candidate this year, he's been playing like an absolute stud, and they'll start to figure things out, uh, hopefully they, they do add some depth, you know, maybe a Kyle Korver, uh, could fit into this team nicely. You know, a Carmelo Anthony who could just come in and hit some shots who 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 they don't have to rely on for defense and they can kind of cover up his defensive issues. So we'll have to see. This team is going to be there, you know. They'll they'll be a top 4 seed. Uh they're going to try to they're going to want to get the 1 seed as well because you know, the, like I said, the, the it's going to run through whoever has the 1 seed. But I think the the Sixers will be fine, you know, the Celtics will be fine. I want to talk about the Orlando Magic a little bit. They've been on fire lately. They've won seven of their last ten games. Nikola Vukovic is, is an all-star this year. Uh, you know, I've said that him and Fournier are one of my most, most underrated duos in the NBA. Fournier is an absolute stud as well. You know, they have Aaron Gordon who's starting to play well. And I said at the beginning of the season they're going to be a very good defensive team. They have a great defensive mind in Steve Clifford. And they just have so much length. Jonathan Isaac... This guy is an absolute stud, and he kind of gets lost in the fray when you talk about guys from the 2017 draft class, and you know, rightfully so, he hasn't really backed it up too much, but he has a lot of potential, he's very young, and they have just have so much length, they can get after you defensively, even the guys they bring off their bench, and Simmons, and Terrence Ross, and I said, the only thing really holding this team back is lack of a point guard, and DJ Augustin's actually been playing quite well for this squad. And I think right now that this is a this is a playoff team. Uh, the Heat and the Wizards have not looked very good, obviously. And Orlando's right now is in the seventh seed at nine and eight. And I could see them and the Hornets both both making the playoffs over the Heat and the Wizards, which would be incredible feats for both of these franchises. Obviously, we'll have to see what the the Hornets do with Kemba because this man is absolutely balling. So you know we'll have to see what they're gonna do with them. And see what the Magic do if they want. I know they were talking about trying to trade Vukovic. I think you got to keep Vukovic for this season. Make a playoff push. Because I just think Orlando's just been struggling for so long. They've made a lot of terrible trades. Uh, they've gotten rid of a lot of guys who are balling. You know, guys like Tobias Harris and uh, Victor Oladipo. 
So they've got to kind of figure it out, and they got to keep Vukovic, I think, for this year. Trying to make a playoffs push, that would mean everything for this franchise, and it'll be fun to see. So thank you for listening to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson. You can find me on Instagram at Talk 49 Feel free to send me a message. Uh, I love talking about basketball. I love debating basketball. Any hot topics on your mind, feel free to send me a message, and have a wonderful day.